Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 4 of Seek Within. And this week we have a co-host with us. Uh, my name is Dr. Savvy and I have with me Kavleen Cora. Hey, welcome Kavleen and thanks a lot for coming down to the program this week and giving us a hand. So what is the Seek Within program all about? Well, we're trying to make it weekly, although the previous two episodes have been uh, fortnightly. That means every two weeks. Uh, and what the program is about is basically a little bit of translation, that's the first part. That's actually listening to a show but then trying to understand aspects of it. The second part of it is looking at the history of the Sikhs. And in previous weeks we've actually looked at the first guru all the way to the tenth guru. And then we have a story. Now I did introduce the concept that maybe we could do a story from the present, uh, actually trying to learn or actually seeking experiences that people can actually send in. And you can do that by hitting our website which is uh, http colon forward slash forward slash seek within that's one word dot blogspot.com the final part of the program is actually to take some inspirational songs and actually listen to them and uh, hopefully those inspirational songs can uh, give you a little bit of insight into uh, the world being one place uh, and all the people that sing about it and hoping that uh, humanity is one because we believe in equality and it's wonderful to sing along to that concept now, I've got Kavleen with me today, and uh, one of the things that we want to discover, and natural fact, one of the things I was thinking about in recent weeks was to introduce a new section, so that's five parts of the program, and the very first section would be meanings, and uh, last week I tried to start off the uh, meaning section, because we looked at the meaning of the word Maiguru, and then we looked at the meaning of the word Satnam, so this week I thought we'd actually look at some meanings of uh, our religion from a concept of what are the five K's? Um, I wondered if you wanted to tell us a little bit about that, Kathleen. The five K's are the Kara, the Kachera, the Kirpan, the Ganga, and the Kesh. They represent our identity as a Sikh, but um, as we think of it as like physical items, then it's not really physical, it's more to do with the meaning that goes behind them. And what are those meanings? I mean, do you want to take them one by one, just uh, for us to actually understand them? I mean, there are five Ks that were given to us by Guru Gobind Singh. So, Kavleen, what's the Kirpan about? Tell us uh, about that, please, just to start off with. Well, in Sikh scriptures, um, again and again, it's been reinforced that there are five basic instincts that drive human behaviour, which are pride, lust, anger, greed and attachment. Now, Kirpan has something to do with the anger side of it. It kind of has represents our control of the anger to direct it only when we have when we need to um, carry out yeah self defense defense uh, defend the defenseless yes yes yeah, self defense and um, it's called it's actually it actually means sword of mercy the turban's function has to do wholly with the religious and social identity and cohesion its purpose is symbolic not functional. The uncut hair is kept tidy by a comb. And that uncut hair is known as kesh, is that right? Yes. And also, the Ganga is also related to worldly greed, which is one of those five basic instincts that I was talking about before. Um, the Ganga represents the control of worldly greed for just as it passes through the hair, untangling it but taking nothing. So we pass through our lives influencing it but taking nothing. The Kajera, short breeches, are a representative of direction of lust. The gara represents a circle of life and also the endless qualities of God who has no birth and has no death. Okay, that's, that's very good. Well, thank you for that. So basically we've got five Ks 
uh, let's just kind of summarize and go through what the five Ks actually are. So we've got uh, the Kara, the Kunga, the Kurban, the Kish, and the Kutch. Is that correct? Well, thanks very much for that. So uh, that was a new section to the program called uh, Meanings. And we're going to move on to the second part, which is uh, the translation part. Now, the way this translation part works is that we uh, play a Shabbat. And afterwards, uh, we take some words from it or uh, some verses or a verse. And then we actually explore the meaning of it. So let's play a Shabbat first. And afterwards, we'll come back and look through a translation. <laughs> Ti 
Shabbat. Um, Kavlin, can you just tell us a, a little bit about the translation? Uh, just kind of line by line, it'd be wonderful. Thanks. Mil mere pritma jiyo, tudbin kari nimani. Meet me, O my dear beloved, without you I am totally dishonored. Main nani need na aave jiyo, baave aan na paani. Sleep does not come to my eyes and I have no desire for food or water. Pani aan na paave mariye, haave bin perkiyo sukpaiye. I have no desire for food or water, and I am dying from the pain of separation. Without my husband, Lord, how can I find peace? Gur aage karo binanti, jay gur paave jiyo, mile tive milaiye. I offer my prayers to the Guru. If it pleases the Guru, he shall unite me with himself. Aape mel le suktata. Ape milia kar The giver of peace has united me with himself. He himself has come to my home to meet me. Nanak kamen sada suhagan na pir mare na jaye. O Nanak, the soul bride is forever the Lord's favorite wife. Her husband Lord does not die and he shall never leave. Well Kabin, thanks very much for that. And uh, hopefully every week we'll be able to uh, cover another Shabbat. Then uh, maybe in the future we'll get some people together and discuss it. Uh, but for the moment, we've got a translation there, and I really appreciate Kavleen coming in to the studio and uh, helping us out. And what we'd use, you might have heard some clicking in the background, we've actually got a program called Siki to the Max, and it's a pretty amazing program that allows us to uh, actually type in uh, the words from the Guru Granth Sahib and hopefully find a translation. It's quite easy to do, and uh, there's a font package in there as well, so you can actually see the words in Gurmukhi as well. Uh, it's a wonderful system, and it allows us to... Uh, provide a bridge to English 
So let's move on to the next part of the program, which is actually talking about some history of the Sikhs. Now in previous episodes we've actually been covering the Sikh Gurus, and we went all the way up to the 10th Guru, Guru Gobind Singh. Now before his death, however, the Guru had appointed Banda Singh as a commander of his armies. Banda Singh wreaked a terrible vengeance upon the Mughals, who looked before his armies like a speck of dust carried away by sweeping winds. He razed Sirihind to the ground and heartily avenged himself of the atrocities perpetrated on the Guru's younger sons. From 1708 to 1716, he chastised the evildoers and tried to establish a government. Unfortunately, he did suffer defeat and was finally compelled to shelter himself in the forest of Gradas Nagal. He was closely besieged and nothing could reach him in the forest. They did come out fighting, but almost all were arrested. Some 2,000 of them were immediately put to sword and their heads borne on spikes before Bundesing. 100 Sikhs were taken out daily, paraded through the streets of Delhi and then butchered brutally in public to inspire awe in the followers of Sikhism. Banda Singh's son, Ajay Singh, was then butchered and his quivering heart was thrust into Banda's mouth on the 9th of June 1716. But he was silent and unmoved and it only repeated the Guru's words, Thy will is honey to me, Lord, I only crave for thy name. He disdainfully spurned the offer of his release if he accepted Islam. Step by step, his eyes were pulled out, hands and feet severed by inches and his flesh torn apart with red-hot pinches until he died. The sacrifice of Banda Singh is unbelievable. Many other martyrs were also involved to help fight for freedom of the Sikhs and the freedom of all religions. Fighting for freedom and the defense of the defenseless is an important part of Sikhism. Over hundreds of years, Sikhs have actually given their lives for freedom and they fought in the world wars. They fought against oppression. In future episodes, we will be actually looking at more history. So let's now continue with the rest of the program. And what we're going to do is going to play a small snippet from a Shabbat that I've been listening to quite a lot recently from a fantastic CD by the Peace Family. I'll give you more details about it afterwards. And it's called Golden Temple.
information about this CD up on our blog site which is http colon forward slash forward slash seek within that's one word dot blogspot.com and the actual track is by the Peace family it does feature Sonatum Core and it is available from www.spiritvoyage.com an interesting uh, point about Sonatum Core she does actually have her own blogspot now which is a, a Google uh, system it's called uh, sonatumcore.blogspot.com and I was reading on it the other day, she's actually doing a complete tour around the world, uh, looks like, uh, a peace tour. And she's actually going to be in the UK on the 28th of May. And uh, you can go to Spirit Voyage, I think they've got a, a set of events there, so you can find out when she's going to be in your city. And she's definitely worth going to see, uh, to sit there and listen to the fantastic sound that she produces. Let's now continue the program with a story. In previous episodes, we've actually been talking about Guru Nanak. This week, I thought we'd actually take a story from Guru Hare, the seventh Guru of the Sikhs. The name of the story is A Visitor from Rome. At the beginning of the 17th century, many Europeans came to India. In those days, India was well known for its wealth and variety of faiths. It was called a Golden Sparrow. Many of the visitors came as traders and their purpose was to get rich by trade. Many others came as missionaries to spread their religions. Rome was the capital of Italy. It was well known as a centre of Christianity. The King of Rome sent a missionary to India. The missionary travelled up and down the country for many years. During his travels he met many Muslim saints and Hindu pundits. He had heard a lot about Sikhism 
from a Mustand, also known as an agent, and wanted very much to see the Guru in person. He wanted to know more about Sikhism through a discussion with the Guru. Therefore, he came to Kartarpur in Punjab and stayed there for a few days, basically two days. When he met the Guru, he asked him a number of questions about Guru Nanak and the later Gurus. He said, There have been so many Prophets, who is the true Saviour? The Prophets and the Gurus enlighten us, said the Guru. They make us aware of God and they show us the right way to lead our lives. It is our good actions, truthful living and love for God and His creation which will save us. None of the Prophets can save us if our actions are bad. It is not the Prophet who saves anybody, but it is the teachings that, if followed, lead us to salvation. The sad fact, however, is that we attach more importance to Prophets themselves and forget the teachings they leave for us during the time they live among us. How did God create life on earth? asked the missionary. God and his works are best known only to him, but we Sikhs believe that the true Guru created the air. Air gave birth to water, from water sprang forth life, and the Lord is within everything he created. Now those four lines I've just said are actually from the Guru Granth Sahib. The other question that the missionary asked was, which is the best religion? The best of all religions, said the Guru, is to meditate on God's name and to act rightly. Dear sir, said the missionary, I have travelled almost the whole of India and have seen people observing caste and calling the low people inferior. What is your idea about caste? Caste and rank, said the Guru, depend on your actions. The pride of caste is folly and the root of evil. The whole of creation is God's work. As a potter makes different vessels from the same clay, so has God made different men to please himself. Each of us is composed of the same elements. No one is high and no one is low. Being the sons of the same Father, we are all equal. We are all bound by our actions and without God's grace there is no salvation. Now interesting in this story that I'm reading, uh, there are actually quite a few translations from the Guru Granth Sahib. And I'll actually go through them one by one. Whom do the Sikhs call a saint? A saint is he who is aware of the presence of God at all times. He regards the will of God as sweet. His only support is the name. He is humble as the dust under anybody's feet. He finds comfort only in God's praises and regards friends and foes alike. He knows none as well as God. That's Asa Punj, that's five, Guru Granth Sahib. What importance should man attach to pilgrimage? If you want to gain true knowledge, make people's welfare your aim in life. When you master your five senses, life itself will become a pilgrimage. That's from Rag Asa Guru Granth Sahib. Here's some more. It is necessary to have a guru. Dear brother, the medicine of God's name is within all of us. But without the guru, we do not know how to use it. The perfect guru administers it with necessary care and disease is cured once for all. That's Gauri Bhavan Akari. Why don't the Sikh gurus work miracles? Miracles delude fools only, who have no God in their hearts, except the true name, Nanak, has no miracle. That's from the Guru Granth Sahib.
Is there any merit in alms given? Yes, he who earns by honest labour and gives something out of that in charity has found the true way to the Lord. That's from the Guru Granth Sahib. Does knowledge lead to salvation? No, knowledge must be supported by actions. Some people repeat the words of knowledge like the coin of a crow, but their hearts are full of greed, falsehood and pride. Without the true name and good actions, they will not find peace. That's from the Guru Granth Sahib. Who are the chosen people of God? The Lord's chosen are those who are absorbed in His name. For them, there is no fear of birth or of death. They have attained the Lord. Great honour is theirs in all regions. That's from the Guru Granth Sahib. What is your idea of life after death? Human life is a stage and a long journey of the soul. Death destroys only the body, but the soul leaves the body and finds a new dwelling. It is like a person casting off his old worn out clothes and putting on new ones. Our soul is part of God, but soiled by sin, it keeps on changing forms until it once again becomes pure enough to merge with God. The missionary was much impressed by the Guru's way of life and his religion. He is said to have praised the Guru very much in his writings. Truth is above everything, but higher still is truthful living. That's from the Guru Granth Sahib. He who looks on all men as equals is religious. Religion consists not in wandering to tombs, nor to places of cremation, nor sitting in silence. Religion consists not in wandering in foreign countries, nor in bathing in the places of pilgrimage. Remain pure amidst the impurities of the world. Thus shall you find the way to religion. And that's from the Guru Pransar. So we end this part of the program and continue with the next, which is about inspirational songs. Let's start off with the first inspirational track, a track by Lionel Richie about one world. We only have one word 
hope you enjoyed that last track i think it communicates basically the fact that we really need to have an attitude of one world we're only in this world for a short period of time and the previous story actually got me thinking about the uh, fact that really we're all made from the same clay and it's important to consider that our soul lives on and i actually uh, heard a song by dido the other day called life is for rent and i thought well it's quite appropriate let's hear it i haven't ever that I call home I never stick around quite long enough to make it I apologize once again I'm not in love but it's not as if I mind that your heart ain't exactly breaking it's just a thought only a thought if my life for rent and I don't love to buy well I deserve nothing more than I get cause nothing I have is truly mine I always thought that I would love to live by the sea to travel the world There's really nothing left here to stop me It's just a thought, only a thought If my life is for it And I don't love to buy Well, I deserve nothing more than I get Cause nothing I
the end of the program we hope you've enjoyed it we basically had five sections just to let you know what they were we had a meaning section at the beginning and thanks to Kavleen for joining us and uh, helping us with the uh, particular aspects of Sikhism understanding them and getting to know them more we had a translation section and that was followed by some history and also by a story and in between we've had some inspirational shubbards and at the end some inspirational songs so we look forward to seeing you next time and we're going to do something called a Vasaki special. Currently we're doing shows approximately one every two weeks, but uh, we hope to improve that. And if you'd like to keep in contact with us, uh, we really value your feedback and suggestions. You can do that through our blog site, which is http colon forward slash forward slash seekwithin.blogspot.com. And you can also email us at seekwithin, that's one word, at yahoo.com. So until next time, Vaigridi Gokasa, Vaigridi Fateh, hope to see you soon and keep in touch.